Well, greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we meet just to read the Word of God. We are starting a very interesting uh, series. Uh, we are just getting now into Bible study. This is a Bible study. It's unlike the sermons we normally have, but we are just having a Bible study where we read the Word of God. It's going to be a long journey, a very, very long journey. And I believe by the time we come, maybe to the end, if there will be an end, but the Bible is so deep, you can't get to an end. But as we read, as we journey in this Bible, we are going to read a lot and a lot of things that the Lord has for us in His Word. This is a very, very good book, and it's an interesting book, an inspiring book, and actually it is the Word of God. It is God himself speaking to us through the world. It's a very, very old book and if you read it without the Holy Spirit, you cannot understand it. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. Actually, it's important that we pray as we start this journey. Join me as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you and we believe that you are God and we believe that this is your word and it is alive. You are speaking to us teaching us the ways of life according to your standards, according to your way in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us, God, as we read it. May it make us grow and it soothe our spirit. And may we just grow in knowing you such that we become more and more like Christ. We ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We will be taking our first uh, journey is in the book of Corinthians. We'll be taking the first book of Corinthians chapter 1 today. Uh, we'll just take three verses, but it's a long journey. We're still going to have a series. I believe you'll enjoy this wonderful time as we read the word of God. Can we start our session today? We will read the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're taking verse 1. Three, I will read. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sudanese, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the word today that we are going to discuss on what is it that is there for us. Well, what we've just read clearly tells us the author of this book. It is Paul. Paul, an apostle, and then he's writing it is co-authored with his uh, brother. He's referring to him as a brother, Sudanese. So we are just going to read now the, to hear what God is saying. It just in this introduction, there is a lot that is here in the introduction. We we can not just uh, rush into the main cause without getting into the status. First thing we have to know about Paul. Who is Paul? Who is this gentleman who wrote this book? What makes him to qualify to write this book? Rite is known about his age, his age, but we just know that he was born in the time of Jesus Christ. Uh, based on what we read and uh, the chronological the chronology, we can learn that he's a little bit younger than Jesus Christ. He was younger than Jesus Christ. But Paul is a Jew, 
and uh, there is nothing that we hear why his name changed from Saul to Paul. Actually, we cannot say it was after he accepted Jesus Christ because uh, his life, he was uh, someone who did not believe or who was not a Christian, let me use that, and then God called him to minister. But let's just get uh, uh, deeply into what we are saying. Paul is the same person as Saul. There is no evidence of the change of his name during uh, when he was struck by lightning on his way to Damascus, but we know that he was saved. Now, we learn that it was a common in those days that people will have, say, two names. That's why we have Simon Peter. We also have Cephas, uh, who is the same person uh, as uh, Peter or Petros. So there were quite a number of names that will be called in two names, Simon Peter, uh, Saul, Paul. Uh, I think it's common even in our times we have two names as human beings. So if they refer to Saul in the Bible, in this case, maybe in the, in the, in the New Testament, or when you hear someone saying Paul, Saul, he's referring to Paul. However, there is Saul in the Old Testament who was a king. But... Here we're talking about the person of Paul. If you read Acts chapter 22, verse 3, the Bible says, Paul is speaking, he's saying, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, a region of the lower part of Turkey. That is where he was from. He is a Jew, a Jew. Now, in the time Paul uh, wrote uh, this uh, book, this letter, Christianity was new. Now, Christians or people who had accepted Jesus Christ and were accepting Jesus Christ. And now, in the Roman uh, uh, nature or in where they were, the Jews, they knew that the Gentiles cannot mix with Jews. And now, what was happening was not good, according to Paul. Remember that Paul is somebody who was educated because he was born in an environment that had people who were highly educated. So he was also educated. Now he has this, he had this, this zeal to keep, to abide by the law, to keep the law, to make sure that whatever is written in the law of Moses, people abide to it. So when he saw what was happening, the Gentiles, some of them entering the synagogue, now claiming to be Christians, and all these things, the mixing, Paul was not happy about that. And then he said, no, I'm going to fight this. And then he fought Christians. That's why we hear of the persecution in the early church in the book of Acts. Actually, Paul was not fighting Christianity, but what he was fighting against was that now the standard of Judaism was compromised because people were getting into the church, those that are Gentiles, they were getting into the synagogue and they were mixing with the Jews. So he wanted to stop that and he wanted to kill those people who were accepting that. Yet, that was the message of Jesus Christ and it was his plan for the gospel to spread. Actually, Paul was actually even called when, when the lightning struck, Jesus Christ himself asked him, asked him when he was down, he asked him, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Paul, Paul, why are you, soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? That was God. There's something that we, we, we just have to learn even from that, but that as Christians, we are just not ourselves. We are, Jesus Christ is in us. He didn't say, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting my people? But he said, Paul, Paul, why, soul, soul, I'm sorry, why are you persecuting me? We are the apple of his eye. We are his children and God abides in us. Now, Paul was zealous for the Jewish law 
And God, I think he identified that this guy, we can do a lot in the ministry of Christianity with him in my ministry. And he got, got hold of him. Well, in terms of marital status, there isn't much we know about him, that he was married or what, but he was just a, 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 a man who feared God. But scripture refers to sons, him claiming to be uh, sorry him claiming to be a father to some people in the bible he said this to timothy in first timothy chapter 1 verse 2 but he said he's the father in the lord he also said this to onesimus if you read the book of philemon chapter 1 verse 10 and also we find it in uh, as he said it to the corinthians in the first book of corinthians chapter 4 verse 41 i want us to read that one because uh, we, we will be reading the book of Corinthians. So it's good to understand the relationship between Paul and the, the, the church in Corinth. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. It says, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus through the gospel. He claimed to be, so he was their father in the gospel. So I would say he preached the gospel and they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior and they became Christians. That's why he claims to be their father. Please note that we don't hear them or we don't hear any reference in the Bible where someone claims to have a spiritual father. But we do have Paul saying, I am a father. I have preach Christ to you and you accepted Jesus Christ. Now, we get down to the story. Paul says, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus Christ, of Jesus and our brother Sudanese. I want to come to the term uh, that refers to apostle. Now, Paul claims to be a, an apostle. Why did he write it? This is also important. He's clarifying some uh, cloud of confusion that is there in the church in Corinth. We'll get it when we get to chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 2. He, he's, he's clarifying because there were people who said Paul was not an, an, an apostle for whatever reason they were saying. So Paul has to clarify that and make them understand his position, his first position. Let's get down to the term apostle. What does it mean to be an apostle? It's a Greek term from apostello that we know. It means someone sent for a mission. It's someone who has been commissioned by someone to do his mission or to represent him. Now, we first hear of this when we read about the apostles. Jesus Christ had 72 disciples, but he had 12 apostles. When did they come become the, uh, apostles? When he commissioned them. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus Christ. As a Christian, we are his disciples. But an apostle is someone now who is sent by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach. He's commissioned to preach the gospel. I want us to read Mark 3 verse 14. Uh, 13, uh, 14 and 15, so we just understand uh, what it means to be an apostle. Jesus went up, verse 13, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach 
to send them out to preach. These are people that are sent by the Lord Jesus Christ to go and preach. That is an apostle. We also learn that apostleship is listed as one of the spiritual gifts. If you read the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse uh, chapter 12 verse 28, you understand that it is something that is given by the Holy Spirit for the edification of the church. So Paul understands that he has this spiritual gift which is which is apostleship. He has also been commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach the gospel. He has been sent out to preach the gospel. Uh, Ephesians 4 verse 11, as I said, it reveals that it is a gift that ascends from Christ. It is Christ. Let me read this word. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. It says, so Christ himself, let me start from 10. He who ascended is the very one who the, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of our son of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the faithfulness of Christ. This is part of our motto in verse 13. That's why I read it. Until we all reach unity or until we all reach maturity in Christ. That's what we want. So this is these gifts are from the Lord God Almighty. Apostleship, teachers, and all these things are there. I know today there is uh, quite a controversy that there are no apostles, but if we look at the word of God and if we believe what the Bible says, what we've just read, if we believe that the Bible today we still have prophets, we still have evangelists, we still have pastors, we still have teachers of the word, why don't we have to believe that they are apostles? Because this is the very same verse. So we do have apostles even today because the Bible says so and we see it today. Now, Corinth, where he's writing the letter to, was a business area full of entrepreneurs, people who were rich. There's quite a lot we're going to read on the, in their culture, how they did things. That's why, actually, Paul refused some of their offers because he didn't want to, 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 to compromise the gospel. But we will learn that uh, later as we read. So he established, Paul established the church in Corinth. We get that in Acts 18 where he established the, the, the church in Corinth. He went there, living there with Aquila and Priscilla, were actually were, were tent makers. They were gathering there, and there was opposition whilst he was preaching, and he shook his, 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 his feet and said he's now going to preach to the Gentiles. And then that's why he wrote these epistles. Actually, his focus was more now on preaching to us as Gentiles. And thank you that he obeyed the Lord God Almighty and started to preach to the Gentiles. 
Now, there is also this brother who's referred to here as Sudens. There isn't much really that we know about him. There is some writing that we know of a Sudens who was reported in Acts 18, verse 13 and 17, who was beaten and who was, I think he was the owner of a synagogue. He was in charge of the synagogue. So theologians are actually confused. Uh, they don't say much whether it's the same who Paul is referring to, but that doesn't change the message of the Bible. Now, if we continue now, he's saying to the church of God that is in Corinth, to the church in, of God. First, he has said he's an apostle by the will of God. It is very important that you understand that things go according to the will of God. They are teachers of the gospel because of the will. It's the will of the Lord that they are teachers. Some are pastors because it is the will of the Lord. It is not that just someone woke up in the morning and said, I want to be a teacher of the gospel. It is the will of the Lord, the will of the Lord. So Paul is called an apostle by the will of God. Now, again, Paul is saying to the church of God that is in Corinth, the church of God. He's doing this work by the will of God and he's talking to the church of God that is in Corinth. Now, in those days, maybe they wouldn't have a big church like we, we have churches. These were Some of these churches were home churches. So he's referring to them as a church of God in Corinth. There might be a number of house churches that were there, but he's also taking to them as a church. Now, well, let's understand what does it mean to be a church. It, 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 the, the, the term church is derived from a Greek word, ecclesia. The original uh, name refers to a group of people who actually met for political reasons, but it was converted to be used in Christians. But so these were people who, who gather to read the word each and every time to discuss issues that pertain to Christianity. Now, Paul addresses the church as one, if you can read. He says not to the churches of Jesus Christ, but to the church of Jesus Christ. That's very important. Ephesians 4 verse 4 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. There is one body. So the church of Jesus Christ is one. I don't know how I can explain this because it's very, very important that as long as anyone is saved in the blood of Jesus Christ and believes the, the teachings of Jesus Christ and, accept, and makes him Lord and Savior, he's part of the church. There is only one church on this earth. He says these people are sanctified in Christ Jesus Christ. That's one of the characteristics of the people that are referred to as members of the church. They are sanctified. They are called to be saints, to get saints together with all those who are in every place. So in other words, in every place, everybody who is a Christian, who is sanctified, is the member of the church. So this letter was written to the church in Corinth, to the people who were in Corinth, the house churches in Corinth, and also to us. So it means there are some issues that are relevant to us. There are issues that are relevant to us that we have to know because Paul is writing through the Holy Spirit what God is saying about these issues. So it's a very important book that we know as Christians. The original audience were the Corinthians, but now he's also referring to us as people of God today. We are called to live for God. We are the body of Christ. I want to emphasize this because one, and sometimes we feel like 
other people in other churches are not as Christians as we are. You find that some sermons are actually done to, to criticize or to, to degrade other churches that serve God. As long as people believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and they are saved, they belong to the body of Christ. We are the Lord's as we are made. The Bible says, call to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Those who call on the name of the Lord, he is their Lord's and he is also our Lord's, referring to him as Paul himself. Even Paul was a Christian because he believed that God also was his Lord. What an important issue. Christians, let us be careful of how we treat each other. They are, they are, I don't know how I can overemphasize this thing of looking down of other people who go to other churches or who are in a ministry and you feel you are in the mainline church. As long as people are saved, they are the body of Christ and we need to take care of them and to use their spiritual gifts. Paul was using his spiritual gift as an apostle to bring them together. Now he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. There isn't much here that he's saying. It's just a greeting that they were used to say uh, when greeting people. Now, as we journey, now we are starting, we'll be starting uh, chapter uh, verse 4. How now he's saying, he's saying, giving thanks and then in, in verse 10, he starts to address the division in the church. There are many things that are there. Let me just explain the journey that we will uh, find in this. We have just discussed the greetings. And now, the next thing we are going to thank, talk about Thanksgiving that is there, which is from verse uh, 4 to verse 9. It goes further now. If you go to verse 10 to 17, Paul now discusses the division that is in the church. What was the division? Because some are calling them, we are belonging to Apollos, we are Paul, we are Paul, we are baptized, we are Pauls, we are baptized by Pauls. It's something that we see today. I know some of them, uh, of us will say, no, Paul is no longer, but we, we, we normally see that. Someone claim, I belong to, to Church X, and I belong to Apostle uh, X. Uh, apostle, uh, wh whatever you, you regard as attaching you to the church or to the person. These are things that we see in the church today. Paul is already addressing the, the issue when he refers to them that to the church of God that is in Corinth. He's already started to address, to unite them that, hey people, we are one. We are people of God. We are one. He's addressing, is now addressing the division that was in the church. We'll get down to what was actually happening in, uh, in, the, in the area of Corinth. The nature of God's wisdom, that will be the next part that we will tackle after the problem is reported to Paul. And then we'll, in, verse, in chapter 3 from verse 1 to chapter 4 to 21, we'll see God's wisdom applied to Apollos, Paul, and the Corinthians. I believe you have uh, been blessed by our first session on the uh, uh, first book of Corinthians. It's going to be a wonderful time and I believe God is going to minister to you. I believe God has enriched your soul today as we start the journey. Let's meet in our next session where we are taking now verse 4 to verse 9.
what Paul is saying to the church and what that means to us. Today we have learned that Paul was called an apostle. You are called by God. You are called by God to the different ministries or fivefold ministries or the different ministries. You may be a teacher. You may be a, 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 a an apostle, you can be a pastor, you are called by God. People are called by God. They are not called by people. They are not called by their pastors or their leaders. But people are called to ministry by God. It's very important, my brother and my sister. You are called to ministry by God. And also the church of Jesus Christ is one. Even if you belong to church X or you belong to church Y, we are one in Christ as long as you are sanctified. Paul says to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, those people who are called saints, they are already one. He refers to them as the church. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the church of Jesus Christ. So as we journey in our lives, we should know that we belong to the Lord God Almighty. I believe God has, blessed, has been with us and you have been blessed through the sermon. God willing, let's meet next time and goodbye.